Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the study of David's life, we are picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. This will be part three of the series, Pray in Everything. In part one, we looked at David's response to this trauma and his response was to pray because he knew that the strength that he needed was in God. In part two, we talked about praying regarding the obvious. It seemed obvious that David should go after whoever took his things, but he stopped, took time to pray to make sure that God would be with him and that he was following his direction. In part three, we're going to look at how he prayed. He prayed using the ephod. What is an ephod? And it's spelled E-P-H-O-D, just in case you want to look things up and see some pictures of it. But an ephod, uh, as described by Easton's Bible Dictionary, says that it's something girt, a a sacred vestment worn originally by the high priest, afterwards by ordinary priest and characteristic of his office. It was worn by Samuel and also by David. It was made of fine linen and consisted of two pieces which hung from the neck and covered both the back and front above the tunic and outer garments. That of the high priest, which is the ephod, the ephod that the high priest wore, they were embroidered with different colors. Two pieces were joined together over the shoulders by clasp uh, or buckles of gold or precious stones and fastened around the waist by a curious girdle of gold, blue, purple, and fine twined linen. The breastplate, which holds the 12 stones and each of those stones represent a tribe of Israel as well as the Urim and the Thummim were attached to the ephod there was a pocket where the Urim and the Thummim went and the brackets on the shoulders the breastplate will be attached to that and worn by the priest now there were different kinds of ephods going over the description that Easton's Bible Dictionary gave us there were some worn by the high priest, some worn by the ordinary priest, uh, some worn by a king, so you know David wore one, so there were different kinds Uh, Gideon made an ephod and he made it of gold, so he melted some things down uh, some gold pieces down and made an ephod out of it Uh, the ephod that was set up in the place of worship in Nob had Goliath's sword wrapped up behind it. I don't know how they had it displayed, but it was behind it. So because of these kinds of things, historians believe that there also was an ephod that was stationary, like possibly that one was stationary. Uh, Then, of course, there were the linen ephods that we spoke about before. Said that David wore one. That's what he almost danced out of when they were bringing the ark back to Uh, Jerusalem I'm not sure if the one used here was stationary or not because the Bible doesn't say Uh, it was the same ephod that 
Goliath's sword was hid behind as uh, Abathar brought it down from Nob to David when he was fleeing Saul and his men. What we do know about it is that each time David asked for it, because he asked for it in Keilah as well, uh, to find out whether or not Keilah would give him up or whether uh, they would protect him against Saul. Whenever he asked for it, he said, bring me the ephod. So there was something different about this one specifically. Now Saul used the Urim in chapter 28 of 1 Samuel to seek God's face when David and the Philistines were preparing to do battle with him. Remember that David was there with the five kings of Philistia, specifically serving Achish, who was a king of Gath, which is where David and his men were living, which is where Ziklag was. Uh, Achish sent them back, and when they got back, that's when they saw that Ziklag had been burned to the ground. But Saul, during that time, was seeking God using the Urim. Urim and Thummim were uh, sacred lots, and we know they cast lots of Jesus' garments. Uh, today, we would look at like rolling dice is casting lots they cast lots to see uh who on the boat had sinned against god when jonah was uh trying to go trying to keep from going to Nineveh. but anyway saul used the urim that didn't work out for him it failed david used the ephod and got direction from god so what was the difference in the situation why didn't saul's prayers go through they didn't go through and the things did not work because the Lord had departed from him well why did God depart from him he did so because he failed to kill the Amalekites same people who burned down Ziglag he failed to kill them when God said to kill them uh, I want to say it was chapter 21 of 1 Samuel he told him, was like look I'm getting ready to pay the Amalekites back for making it difficult for Israel to leave Egypt. I want you to kill everybody. Kill the sheep, goats, bulls, camels, donkeys, everybody. Kill it all. And Saul did not. He spared uh, the king and he allowed the men to keep the animals. They kept the best animals, killed off the weak ones. Because of his failure to do what God told him to do, the Lord departed from him and he gave the kingdom to David. Again, these tools were used for divine, getting a word from God. Um, how they did it, it's not clear as to exactly how they were able to use these things and getting a word from God. But we know that he gave it to them, specifically to the priesthood in the wilderness, and they were to use it. David did. God uh, listened to him, gave him direction. Saul used it. God did not give him direction. One of the best ways for us today to know that we're hearing from God is to line it up with his word. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17 says that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You want to be equipped for good work? Use the scripture. 
Psalms 119.105 says that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God's word will direct you. God's word will show you which way to go. We have to study his word so that he can give us that direction. The more word that you have in you, the more God can use that word to speak through and to you. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 15 says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. We often hear and read this in the King James Version, which says study to show that self-approved. Uh, but that word study there is work hard. So work hard to show yourself approved, to make yourself an approved worker who doesn't need to be ashamed because they can rightly divide, rightly explain and understand the word of truth. Can't explain something if you don't spend time with it. You gotta spend time in his word and doing so you know the heart of God. You see how he moves and what he does because he is his word. Uh, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So if you want to hear from him, get in his word. Last week, we talked about his word being forever settled in heaven. So, you know, his word is rock solid. Bible also tells us that it won't return to him void. It will come to pass. Heaven and earth will pass away before one word of his fails. If his word doesn't fail, then you can depend on what he says. He's not going to go against his word. So if it's written, you can rest on it. God gave the ephod to the priests in the wilderness, as I stated before gave it to them for the purpose of seeking him. David used something that was established by God to get direction from him. And the best way that we can get to know God and get direction from him through something he's established is through prayer and his word. Together, you have a powerful combination. Selah, pause think about this this concludes the pray in everything series but we still have so much to unpack in first samuel chapter 30 so we'll pick up again this time next week until then god bless and keep it together